Welcome to another Milwaukee Admirals podcast with Charlie Larson. I'm Aaron Sims. Uh, if you did not know, the ECHL crowned its champion here just a few days ago, and the Admirals affiliate, the Florida Everblades, were the champions. Charlie is pretty awesome. It's amazing. It's amazing, and they and the way they won it would be like it was stressful, but not up two goals with a little bit to go. So it's not, but it's not a blowout. Uh, that's sort of the, that's sort of the ideal way, you know. When the Admirals win our next championship, that's how I would like to do it. They go 16 and four. Florida does in the postseason 16 and four. So four, four game uh, series wins or four best of seven wins uh, on the way. Our guest now uh, spent a good chunk of the season with the Milwaukee Admirals and uh, went down to Florida and led the team in scoring during the postseason. He's taken his bows and his curtain calls, brought fame and fortune, everything that goes with it. He thanks us all. He is a champion. Uh, he's Zach Solo joining us now. Zach, congratulations. How are you? Oh, I'm great. That's uh, that's awesome. It sounds so good to hear. Um, <laughs> it's, it, it is awesome, isn't it? Like I remember years ago, years ago in the, in the Twin Cities, I was listening to a radio show and some guy was arguing that the D2 championship or the D3 championship wasn't important as the D1 championship in college football. And I was screaming, it's all it's apples and oranges. It's a championship. It's, it's the champion. best of that league. You can't take that away. You are the best in the ECHL. You are the best in the AHL, whatever it may be. That's the best that it gets at that level. That's it's special no matter what. A hundred percent. You know, every guy on every team's putting their heart and sweat and tears into it, you know, like, and that's, yeah, that's a wild comparison to say that because all these championships, you can't take them away from anyone. So no, no, not at all. And as Charlie said, uh, up two goals. But the crazy thing about that deciding game is all the goals were scored in the first period, including yeah. two by you. Like, how <laughs> tense is that? Like, second and third period, you're waiting for the shoe to drop, and, and it never really does. It, the, we had there was what, six goals in the first 10 minutes of the game, and, and then after that, it was just holding on for dear life. Like, the Kellys in the building, boys, just shut it down. <laughs> So, but it just, as you said, shut it down. I mean, how do you shut it down? Because they, I'm looking at the numbers and the Admirals found out in the playoffs that shots on goal really don't mean anything. So when we look at the shots on goal and we see Toledo has scored or has shot so many more times than Florida did. um, And they have a player like TJ Hensick on that team. You're like, oh boy, something can happen here. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, uh, I mean, we, we had Cam Johnson, you know, the guy's the MVP. He shut the door for us um, big time, but you know, every time uh, Hensick was on the ice Hawkins, those guys were dangerous. Um, they had a lot of great A's, but Cam was right there backstopping us, uh, which, which held it to the four, two. And we had some good opportunities to, you know, get some insurance goals, but um, everybody was just so focused on, you know, getting on top of the puck and uh, making sure we're not giving anything up. How fresh is this? How, how fresh? I mean, obviously the championship just happened and you're still kind of in celebratory mode, but like, is it, is it, have, have you been able to, do you have to pinch yourself right now to understand that you've won this or, or do you feel full on that you're a champion? A, a little bit of both. I think like, is this really true? Did I really just win the championship at home in front of my family? Like, Yes. Home I is did. home yeah. is an operative word there. Home is the key word because that is basically home for you. You're though. literally from there, right? It, like from it is. I grew up here my my whole life. I come to the rink here eight years. My siblings um come with me. We're doing free skate, learn to skate. Um 
and I was we were season ticket holders for the Blades. And wow. I have I've I have three older siblings, and they're I'm the youngest by five years, and I was the only one that would sit in my seat the entire game and watch the entire game. The other kids would be running around. And we were season ticket holders all the way up until I uh, moved out to chase, you know, to follow my dreams and, and, and play hockey in St. Louis. Yeah, I think that's the best story of it all is that you're the native boy. And like you said, you, you stayed there the entire time. And so I, I'm wondering how many tickets did it cost you in these in the in the finals? You played three home games in the finals. How many tickets did you have to you don't have to say how many you paid for. We'll keep that. But how many tickets were requested from because you? Because they were they were hard tickets to get, by the way. Yes, I mean, absolutely. you were sold yeah. out, sold out in two of the three games here. Yeah. 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 They beyond they, sold they, out. They capped us. Yeah. Yeah. They um we got a text like like nine o'clock in the morning saying that the team only has a hundred tickets total. There's 25 guys on the team, you know, that's four tickets a guy, and then I have all the staff and stuff, so not even four tickets. And I'm like, I go, I go right to the ticket guy. I'm like, Hey, I need 20. I can fill a hundred by myself. <laughs> I'm like, I need 20. I'm yeah. like, I made cuts. I made cuts and I need 20. <laughs> hey, Hey, Hey grandma, that present you got me last Christmas sucked. You're, you're not coming. <laughs> you're not in. Yeah. No, I, and they, uh, they honored all the requests. I'm sure they went over the hundred limit because there were so many, there's so much family here, but um, I didn't have to pay for a single ticket. Great organization for not making me do that. Um, but I did look on StubHub. I did stumble across StubHub, and then for standing room only, it's forty-eight bucks a ticket. Wow! Wow! And I was going to buy eight. And I was going to so, buy eight. <laughs> yeah, that's so crazy that uh, you think of Naples, Florida, right? Not a hockey hotbed, but here you are. It just shows what winning does. What success breeds success, and that it became a hockey hotbed because of what you guys did. Yeah. Yep. And you know, it's Southwest Florida. It's not people. There are a lot of people who are born and raised here, but it's also a lot of people who are born up in the, the Northeast that have come down that have found new homes and are season ticket holders and people from the Midwest that have come down. And it's just a, a spot where so much diversity through, through the country and they all come together just by coming to the blades games, you know, the, uh, the you you're from there. John McCarron's been there for quite some time. Uh, there are some names. Brad Ralph, obviously the coach, uh, has, has been there a while. Uh, Blake Winicky, if I said his name right, he's been there. Yep. I mean, the, the Cam Johnson has been there a while, and one as you said, the one the won the MVP. Uh, there are a lot of people who have been with that organization and been in that community for a long time. I mean, it's you talk about uh, fans that come out there are fans that recognize some names and that's a huge thing too. Mm -hmm. Massive. And these guys have put so much into it and you know, this, this championships for them, they're here four, five, six years, like, and you plan to win this. And I'm just so happy I could help those, those core guys get this championship. And, and there, go ahead, Charlie. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say they're, they're the guys too, that Jake McLaughlin comes down from Milwaukee there in the, in the playoffs and, Xavier Bouchard had a cup of coffee with the Admirals, Parker Gehaga and Tomas Vomachka. I mean, there are a lot of Admirals ties, obviously, as you would expect with, with it being the primary affiliate, but a lot of ties down there in Florida. I mean, that's, that's pretty special. And, and, and a championship, no matter what your contract status is for next year, a championship makes you look that much more attractive for your next contract. 
<laughs> that's right. That's right. Hard work pays off. Yeah. Yeah. But, but organizations value that obviously. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, just like you said, we have so many guys going back and forth from the admirals and to the blades, blades back to the admirals and Bobo Carpenter was in that mix. Bobo Carpenter. He, yes. He was here. He was here for the celebration. Big part of this team as well. Um, it just shows the culture, you know, between both teams and both organizations, how guys get along and guys are, guys are all on the same page trying to win, you know, and, um, Jake was a huge addition for us late in the playoffs. Um, that guy is a nail. He is awesome. Yeah. And, and, you know, we, when the Admirals got this affiliation with Florida, it was said like, this is the, this is where guys in the ECHL, this is where guys want to be. This is the destination. Uh, and, and so like, if you're okay, if you're just like they say, if you're not in the, if you're not in the NHL, you, here's where you want to be in the AHL. But if you're not in the AHL, here's where you want to be in the ECHL. And that's Florida. Uh, and it, it's, it's, a you know, it's, it's not just the weather though, right? The weather's great, but there's ECHL teams that have good weather and there's AHL teams that have good weather that you didn't want to go to those places, but that's you the Florida is a well-run organization. Aaron mentioned Brad Rolf, the head coach. It sort of starts there, but the whole, you know, the fan support is great. It's just a good place to play. And we were, as we were mentioning before we started recording this, you got a pretty good living situation down there too, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. They take great care of the guys. So like when you're at the rink, the only thing you're worried about is hockey. And when you're away from the rink, it's all taken care of. They got us in nice apartments, um, nice facilities. You know, it's, this area is growing down here. There's tons of good food spots. Um, it's, it's a, it's a perfect setup. We should point out uh, for people who don't know in the ECHL, that stuff, housing is taken care of by the team or the American Hockey League, NHL. Obviously, you're on your own to find your own place and figure out what your living situation is going to be. Yep. Yep. It's, so um, that takes that. That's obviously a major cost. Uh, but also, as you said, you can focus on hockey. It, it's it, it it's a lot of peace of mind as well. Yeah, yeah, it is. I, um, you know, I spent a long, uh, long time with the admirals, like around six months. And, you know, I had to, I had to be responsible and get my own, get my own housing there. And then unfortunately, when I was sent down, I still have to take care of my housing there, but it's going to be my house for the summer. So um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a real trick bag, but I learned it in my first year. So um, now I know kind of how to, how, how it all works. You learned uh, it your first year in, in Chicago? No, here. Was, you learned it? Okay. This year. Okay. Yeah. This year. This year. I meant, yeah. In my first full season as a pro, the, the living situation, how, you know, the team puts you, provides you a house and um, the housing letter and how all that works. Um, I, I, I figured that out this year. Yeah. Yeah. You have a history. Let's, I just want to go back a little bit. Uh, you've got a history of a connection to Southeastern Wisconsin. You played a couple of years of juniors in Janesville. Talk about uh, for the Janesville jets. How did talk about how you ended up in Janesville and what, what was your experience like there? And uh, uh, yeah, like that, Yeah. That's my question. Yeah. Your past, yeah, yeah. 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 I, um, so I was playing U 16 for St. Louis blues the year prior going to Janesville and I had a great year with a ton of great players on that team guy, a lot of guys that uh, playing pro now, um, and, uh, after that year, I had a, a family advisor who said, Hey, you know, get him into juniors early, get him into juniors young. Um, and so he, he had a connection in Janesville and, uh, he got me up there and I remember pulling in 
uh, to my first billet house. I was on a farm and I'm wearing, I'm wearing salmon colored shorts and a collared shirt. I'm pulling into the farm. <laughs> What's going on here? And, um, but, um, it was, uh, it, it was, it was, it was awesome situation. And, um, I joined these guys. I was 15 at the time. Didn't even have my driver's license. And, um, the older guys just kind of, you know, taught me everything really. Um, cause I was so young moving out. I was kind of raised by the, raised by the game and, 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 and the vets, uh, in Janesville. And that first year that I was there, I think I was healthy, scratched 42 games, healthy oh. <laughs> 42. And I played in 36 and our team had a hundred points in the regular season. We were the best record. We went on our 28 game win streak at one point. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. We were a great team. And I just, the whole time I was just learning, just practicing hard and, um, it just getting me ready for, you know, the, the next year when I did get my opportunity and, um, you know, it wasn't pretty right away. All the older guys are, you know, they're playing, they're all trying to get their scholarships so they can continue, continue to play. And I was coming from U16, like, why am I not playing? I can't figure it out kind of thing. And they helped me a ton get through it. And, um, I just, I, this year was so relatable to that because I was, you know, in and out of the lineup and, mostly out of the lineup there, but, um, I had learned from my time in Janesville when I was in that situation that you just got to stack good days, just keep stacking the good days and it'll pay off for you in the end. And, uh, that's, that's kind of what happened here. I mean, so I should you, say, Oh, sorry, Aaron. no, go ahead. I, I should say that you are one of the most positive, have one of the most positive attitudes of a guy that, uh, that I've ever, that's ever come through here. Right. Always happy. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. matter if you're in the lineup, out of the lineup, like, yeah. Do you want to be playing every game? Yes. Does it suck when you're not? Yes. But if you have, a, if you're, if you're, you know, if you're mad and you're just, you know, kicking the garbage cans and everything like that, that doesn't impact anything. You, you, you know, your attitude is one thing you can control. And every, every hockey coach ever has always said, control what you can control. And you do a good job of that. And that's a, that's an interesting note about that your time in Janesville, because you go on, not just to go on to the East to have success in the NAHL, but then to, to, you know, be the best player in the USHL, which is the premier junior league in the, well, uh, in the and, and then that's, that was going to be my thing is to go and is that like a call up? Like, is that what everybody in the NAHL, especially at your age, is that what you're looking for is to get to the USHL? Is that the normal progression? Cause obviously there are a lot of guys who sign college uh, tenders out of the NAHL as well. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It, that, that is the goal is to get to the USHL um, when you are in the North American league. Um, it's a little bit better, a little bit better hockey, different style of hockey. Um, but that, that is your goal. And uh, my second year, I just, I had a good start to the season with Janesville because of my first year and everything that I had learned through all the adversity and helped by all the older guys um, that I was ready. And then I, I, I got called up there around Christmas time. Uh, to Dubuque and uh, never, never came back to Janesville after that. You mentioned that you were season ticket holders in Florida. How, was that what got you into hockey? Or, I mean, were your, your parents, did, did, did they have a hockey background or did they just, Hey, it's a, it's a thing to bring to the kids to on a, on a given night. Yeah. So um, basically my, I do not come from a hockey family. My dad was a ball player, played baseball, um, my brother, huge baseball player. Um, I was also a baseball player growing up, but uh, 
down here in Florida, it gets really hot in the summer. And so my parents would take us kids up to the rink, you know, to cool off and free skate. And um, I was a pretty good skater at playing tag with my brothers and sisters. I was had to be two and a half and I was skating around the ice. And they're like, that kid's pretty, uh, that kid's a pretty good skater. You should get him into hockey. And then uh, they're like, well, how old does he have to be? <laughs> and they're like, he's got to be four to, to, to play. And I had a cousin who's four at the time. He's two years old. than me, Jeff, he plays for Iowa in the, in the ECHL. And uh, my dad's like, okay, well, I guess we'll just bring them together and I'll tell them that he's four too. So my dad lied and told him I'm four. <laughs> so he got me in. That's that awesome. started like that. And then that's, that's when funny. Tickets. You have a young baby uh, and you'll come to realize this, but the difference between four and two and a half is enormous. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and maybe not from a skating perspective, but just from like a, a, a talking and communication perspective. Motor skills. Yeah. Right. You probably, you might've been wearing a diaper at two and a half. Who knows? Oh, for sure. was wearing a diaper. Probably. <laughs> I know. I know. I do know. I do know that I was bringing my bottle to the rink with me every <laughs> single time. <laughs> That's great. You didn't need a mouth guard. You needed a nook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a pacifier moving up and down. Uh, <laughs> So out of Dubuque then, and as Charlie mentioned, your your great time in Dubuque, and, and I was looking at that roster, and, and a lot of those guys have have moved on to big things as well. And and but you end up in college. So when what what was the college decision making process like? Uh, was, uh-huh. was was that the was that the school all along? How, how did it go? It it happened so fast. So after that half year, I played half the year in Janesville, and then half the year in Dubuque. And in my half year, in that year, I had a really good year statistically. And I was a junior in high school. So I was still young and I was scoring. I felt really good. And uh, I hadn't talked to a single college. The season ended and I hadn't talked to a single school. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, how come, how come no one's talking to me? All my friends are committing. Like, I'm doing good. Out of the, out of the blue in the summer in August, I get a phone call. It's... Jim Madigan at Northeastern. Hey, Zach, we've been following you. Um, we want to bring you out on a visit. Um, you're a great player. Da, 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 da. I'm like, wow, that's, that's super cool. Like you just called me in the middle of August. I haven't played, you know, two, two and a half months. I'm not joking. It had to be two hours later. I get another call. Um, head coach of Ohio state calls me. Hey, Zach, we really want to get you out on a visit. And the next day, Another school calls, UMass calls, hey, we want to get you out on a visit. Three schools in, in, it had to be, I swear, like a day. And they're all calling me. After you what were kind of pouting, like wondering what's going oh, on. I was like, what the heck, oh, yeah, what do I, I got to do? I was grinding in the summer. I was in my summer workouts. What do I got to do? Yeah, motivated. Next thing I know, these schools are calling me. And then I, I fly up for a visit. As soon as I stepped on, I went to Northeastern first. As soon as I stepped on campus in Northeastern, I knew. I'm like, oh, I'm going here for sure. It was just brand new, the locker rooms, the facilities. The guys were super nice, tight, tight group. I could just tell by being around them. And um, I left North, I left my visit at Northeastern, hopped on a Peter Pan bus and bus down to Amherst to visit UMass. And um, it was a nice school, but I couldn't picture myself going there. So um, as soon as I got back to Florida, I... I gave Coach Madigan a call. I said, let's do this. I'm in. <laughs> and That's great. One of your teammates, 
in, at Northeastern is a guy that you end up playing here in Milwaukee. And it's funny, you mentioned you go to Janesville and you're 15, you don't have your driver's license. Well, this guy came to Milwaukee when he's 24 or 23 and he didn't have his driver's <laughs> license. That's Jeremy Davies. <laughs> what do you remember about Davo from your time together at Northeastern? You guys played together for two seasons? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know how I said that when I got there, I said I noticed Northeastern had a tight group of guys and they're the good culture. Well, Davies was one of them. And he was there and I met him and I played against him before. And I'm like, man, this guy's really good. Like, sure, in the, U- in the, U- in the USHL. In, in the USHL, when he was oh. with Bloomington, I'm like, man, this guy's really good. Like, he's going to Northeastern. Like, um, he's probably going to win some games. So I should, I should team up with this guy. Um, that, that, that's, that's pretty funny. That that's how, that's how it worked out. That is funny. That's awesome. But uh, then after that, so you're, you're four years at Northeast. And by the way, you're kind of a rarity in the fact that you went to college at 18. Like that yeah. doesn't happen. That doesn't happen in college hockey as uh-huh. much anymore. I mean, a lot of 20 year olds in college. Right. Especially at a major program like Northeastern. Yes. yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I was on a, uh, the plan. My, my plan was to play another full season. My, my plan was to play two full seasons in Dubuque after the half season. Yeah. And then I just, I had a great summer. I was just motivated that summer and had a great season. It just paid off for me. And next, and then they're like, we, we, we want you now. Yeah. So is that what happens is does, uh, you know, does Jim Madigan say to you, Zach, we think you're ready or do you go to him and be like, Hey, listen, coach, I want to come this year. I think I can do it. Or or is it just constant communication? It's, it's, it's constant communication. Definitely. There's going to be players that want to go in, but at the end of the day, you just got to trust, you got to trust the coaches you committed to. So coach Madigan and I were on the same page that I'm going to, I'm going to play two years and then I'm going to come in. And then halfway through the year, he's like, Zach, we'll take you now. You're ready now. And I said, if you think I'm ready now, I'm in. Let's go. And uh, they sent me the NLI and I signed it. And, and then they, they, they were, gave me the best four years I could ever imagine. Honest from day one and um, paid off. So right off the bat, your numbers are, are outstanding for a freshman, uh, for anybody, but for, especially for a freshman, an 18-year-old, 18, 19-year-old freshman. So did, was it a situation where you come in and you were, you had earned and practiced uh, a, a major amount of time or was it like, okay, you're a tweener, you're on the fourth line to start, but you're going to work your way up kind of thing. Um, no, when I came in, um, they, they had given me a really good opportunity because of the year I had before in uh, with Dubuque. Yeah. And uh, they, they put me with Sakura and Stevens and um, they put me on the power play uh, with those guys. And, um, you know, they just talking to me every practice, every day, just getting me better. I'm learning from Nolan Stevens, awesome player, Dylan, Sierra, yeah. awesome player, Adam got that Hobie Baker winner and Davies. That was our, that was our power play unit. And, um, that's pretty good power play unit. Them. Yeah. We were oh, really good. Really good. A lot of goals against BU. <laughs> <laughs> Put into words, uh, so which is bigger, winning the bean pot or winning the Kelly Cup? Uh, uh, winning the Kelly Cup is, uh, <laughs> man, it took it took a lot more out of me. But winning the bean pot, God, that's the coolest thing, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, I think we talked about this in the season, too, was that if you don't, if you're not from Boston, if you didn't play college hockey in Boston, you just don't get what the bean pot means. 
but like you look at these because it's for, it's just four teams. They do it every single year, but like it's packed, right? Yeah, it's huge out there. It's televised. It's like a, a, well, nowadays is of course it's televised, but it's been televised forever. It's always been packed, uh, mm-hmm. and it's it's a pride thing for uh, for those schools. Yeah, and so is. many and so many kids from that area, especially. Yes, right. So oh, many. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Right. I had, I had, I lived with many guys, um, roommates from Boston, Austin Goldstein, Colin Murphy, um, Craig Pantano, that all won the bean pot and from Boston, these kids, these guys are crying their childhood dreams. They grew up coming to the games it's, and like, it was just so cool, you know, and just to see how much it meant to them because I'm from Florida and I loved it and they're from there. They, they really loved it. So, so now. Awesome. After after four years at Northeastern, now it's time to turn pro. When did that process start for you? When did when did scouts started coming around for you there? Was it a situation like you were wondering what what do I got to do or like, yeah. like coming out of high school or coming out of juniors or was it? I mean, what was going on there? It was it, no, it was it was more the same. It was it was wondering what do I got to do? What do I got to do? How 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 come I haven't grabbed a, a scout's attention yet? How come I haven't grabbed an eye yet? Like there's got to be something. So. Um, I, uh, I played my senior year there and, um, it was the COVID year. So yep. we only played 20 games. Yeah. Um, I had a good 20 games and I was just starting to play good. And, um, I, I had felt in, and you were a in team, the college. You just mentioned game. you were team captain also. Yep. Yep. I was captain there. Um, and I just felt that I had reached the point of college hockey where it's time for me to move on. Um, I was, you got to play at a level until you feel you dominate and yeah. before you make the next step. And I felt like I was there and um, there, I remember everybody telling me, you got to go back and play another year. You got to go back and play another year. Right. Cause there was that option, right? We, we should play that option. Oh, yep, exactly. And I, I just thought for my career, playing a full season of pro versus another 30 games in college will make me better in the long run. And now looking back, it's the best decision ever because I got a championship under my belt, but it, the stuff I learned along the way, college would never ever get me close to prepared for pro hockey. So really, really, it's just, it's massively different. The amount of games college, you play Friday, Saturday, you're yep. either home or away, and you're getting a steak dinner the night before. Right. You know how it is. We're busing six hours to Iowa for a Tuesday at 10 a.m. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know? So right. it's, it's massively different. That, that, uh, did you have like a welcome to pro hockey moment that, uh, that year? You, you, you know, you played split time, started with, uh, uh, with Florida because the AHL wasn't playing. Uh, but so, I, 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 no, I left Northeastern after that year. I went right to Chicago, right to Chicago, went to, yeah. right to Chicago. Okay. I'm sorry. Yep. yep. Uh, I went right to Chicago and finished the regular season there with them. Yep. And, um, did you have like a welcome to the pros moment? Yeah, I did. I did my first, my very first game, first period. I, one of my first shifts and, uh, we're playing in Rockford and, uh, I, I'm, I just, I think I have the puck and I hear the whistle blow and there's no fans in there. You can hear a pin drop. I hear the whistle blow up. You turn around and Josh Healy and, uh, the captain of Rockford Mitchell are 
they're they're going toe to toe. Two grown men, they're grunting, they're punching each other in the head, and I'm just sitting there like, holy smokes, <laughs> this is pro hockey. This guy's got blood all over his face. I'm like, oh my goodness, it's pro hockey. There, it's funny you say that because our because Carl Taylor, Admiral's coach, Carl Taylor mentioned a couple times that like he was scared for some of these kids out there because you had these OHL kids coming in who because they weren't playing that. Josh Healy and Tanner Janot, like they were going to, these kids are going to get hurt because, and not because Josh Heels and Tanner are dirty players. They're just so strong. They're men playing against boys. 19, and 18, 19 year old kids. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yep. exactly. And that sort of echoes what you're saying here. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was my aha moment. I'm like, this guy, these guys are all, I need to toughen up. <laughs> I, well, and, and what you said there about you learned so much in, in a year. I mean, certainly that's part of it, right? That's, mm-hmm. to, get, to get that head start in pro hockey is so huge. Yeah, I feel like I got the major advantage. All my friends who stayed and played another year at school, I'm sure they had a blast. I'm sure they, you know, had a great time and developed their games. But I this this was the right decision for me. You know, it's crazy to think that this would have been that year, isn't it? Uh, I mean, you think I, yeah. well, I, I think the last, one of the last times I saw you, we were sitting together in Winnipeg and it was right after the birth of your child. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, we're talking a few months ago. I mean, it's. Seems my, like forever ago. My, my goodness, the, what a year you've had. Oh, so much. And it just comes back to, you know, the guys the guys, the older guys here in Florida, the older guys in Milwaukee, just stack good days. Z. Keep stacking them, kid. Keep stacking them. Yeah. So. Well, I, I, I want to go jump ahead again now. Let's go to the playoffs uh, for Florida. You guys play a, have a tough first round series and uh, against Green Greenville, right? Uh, and they have three of those games. You win four to two, but three of those games are go to overtime. And is so when you get through that series, is that when? You're like, boys, we got a chance here. Like, we're good. We got a chance to win this. Or is that the attitude going right off into the playoffs? Because, I don't know, Florida was uh, probably third or fourth best team overall in the league the entire year. Uh, mm-hmm. so, and, and not, like, way down, but, like, close. So where is that – where does the, hey, we, this is special. We got something to, to do here. When does that sort of creep into your consciousness? Yeah, that um, – so game one of playoffs – so game one of playoffs against Greenville, we were down three to one with a minute, with two minutes left. Wow. I was scratched game one. I was scratched game one. And I'm watching the game in the locker room. We scored three goals in the final two minutes and won the game. And at that moment, all the non-dressers, the boys come in, we're all high five. And at that moment, we all knew that we got a special group. And then the next night we dropped game two. Yeah. So you're all the way up. Oh, we're going to win it. We're going to win it. And then you lose game two. You're like, Oh wow. We're, we got, we got, we got a a ways to go. We got a ways to go, you know? And then we went to Greenville, took care of business. First two games, um, had a chance to close them out in Greenville, blew a late lead. Uh, They beat us in overtime and then came back down here in Florida, won game six. And after we took down Greenville, who was a great team, uh, we had a lot of believability. Yeah, I think you won eight out of nine games in the next two series. I mean, then eventually 12 out of 14 games in the last uh, 
three series. So like, that's that's a crazy run. Oh yeah. And, and the, you know, it didn't even feel like that too. It was like every night it was like, it's like, there's no way we can lose tonight. We, we have to win tonight. There's no way we can lose tonight. It's like the series is three all right now. Like, but isn't but that, that fun? That just the desperation. That was the desperation we had every night. And that, now, and that's so much, do you realize how fun it is at the time? Or is it just like, yeah, Oh my do. God, you this do. is, this is stressful. This is work. This is hell. Like I, I've said this a few times. I read, I, 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 and I've heard so many things about if you're having fun in the playoffs, you're not doing it right. And I think, <laughs> and, and, and I understand the sentiment of that, but I think that's completely wrong because this is exactly where the fun comes from. Yes. Yes. You, Cause you dream of these moments as a kid, right? So we were all just, we're all kids out there. Um, yeah. And it, exactly. No, it, it was a, it was an absolute blast and yes, it does get stressful and you got to lock it in, but you got to have that healthy balance, you know, and keep everyone loose, but keep everyone tight at the same time. When you guys are having these highs and lows, especially early on, what's Brad Ralph's message or is it more of just the guys taking over? Is it Johnny McCarron uh, being like, Hey guys, we just got to, we got to battle through this, right? We, yeah. we can do this. What's mm-hmm. it? It's, you know, Claude Noel, our longtime Admirals coach, long years ago, he's like, if I can't hand the room, or if I can't hand the room over to the players, if I have to manage it, I know we have no chance. But once I can hand it over to the players and it's they're, they're taking ownership, then I think we can, uh, then I think we can do it. Is that the way it was for you guys? Yes, absolutely. These older guys brought everyone in. Johnny Mack led the way. If someone fell off the tracks, he let them know right away, hey, sharpen up. They and they and there was a group of five of six of them, seven of them, you know, that have been here for a while that everybody everybody's in line, but everybody's having fun. And uh, the, the, the players had the keys, the keys to the bus. And probably one of those guys you're talking about. And I want to ask you about him and his role is a guy that Admirals fans are very familiar with. And that's Joe Pendenza, a mm-hmm. veteran who's gone through so much. Um, and I was so happy to see the whole team win. Right. But it's all about you, you. We got Aaron and I got to know Joe over the course of four yeah. years, right? It's about relationships. Mm-hmm. So talk about what Joe was like. You know, we know what Joe was like on the ice, but talk about Joe was like off the ice. Uh, you know, for you, a guy similar, probably similar size, uh, and what you know, what his relation, what your relationship was like yeah. with him. Yeah, yeah. P- Pendy was awesome. He he's he's awesome. Like he's so cool and collected when he speaks. In the room, everybody's listening. Everybody's doing what Pendy says because the way he carries himself, the way he handles himself as a pro is is, is off the charts. And um, he was a huge help for me. I, I learned so much just by just watching his game because um, he's an awesome player. But, um, you know, all the boys are screaming, you know, maybe guys are in an argument. Pendy, everybody, shut up. This is what we're doing. This is how we're going to do it. Let's go. Okay. And he was just so impactful. He's, he was our Sidney Crosby. That's what we call him. Sid. <laughs> Did That's you really awesome. call him Sid, huh? Yeah. Sid. That's great to hear. That's yeah, great Sid. to hear. You know, the, 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 the funny thing uh, about all this, so we mentioned that you win and you win the championship in your hometown, but as it turns out, like Milwaukee's kind of home because of your, your Janesville, but I mean, Milwaukee's kind of home too. So your, your pro career starts, basically in two places you're very comfortable which is just astonishing it's such a huge help because you know my wife and i bring in our 
our baby daughter Collins in Milwaukee. She's born there. Um, her and you met your wife in Janesville, right? I mean, that's... in Janesville, yep. Yes. That first year, yep, at high school in Janesville. Yeah. Um, and so we had Collins in, in Milwaukee. Milwaukee will always be home. I, we've lived there the past four summers. Um, and then on the other side, I get sent to Florida. That's where my family's from. So I, I have my baby with her family and then we come all down here. So now my family gets to hang out. And um, I, I said it the other day, I, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. This is a storybook ending. 100%. Yeah, it is. And the, the, the media guy in me though wants to know when down in Florida, especially in the playoffs, the longer you go, does the media just naturally just go right to you because you're the, you're the home, you're the kid who's, I grew up there and everything like that. You get, to yeah, you're, you're the, you're questions. the, you're the good story for the, for the papers and you're right, for the news exactly. and all of that. Yeah. 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 Kind of. I'll be honest. And, you know, I just try to be honest and tell them like, this is the, the older guys are the ones that got us here. This is their team. I'm just a piece to the puzzle and they welcomed me in and they allowed me to be myself. And, um, and that's why we won. So my last, my last question for you here is, and I like to ask this questions of guys, like, especially the guys who played on the Calder cup with us is you're up four to two. Like I was saying before, you're it's, it's, it's comfortable. Like you can't get too comfortable, but talk about what's going through your head. The final 30 seconds of the game. Are you, and when you win it, where are you? Are you on the ice? Are you on the bench? You guys came on the ice like, I don't know. I think everyone came on the ice with like 10 seconds to go. It wasn't that much. But like, it, there was definitely a too many men penalty. It should have been called. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but so just give us, go through that, the last two minutes of that game for us. Yeah, we're up. We're up 4-2. Um, the bench the is just buzzing, I'm sure, the right? The bench is buzzing. The clock's moving so slow. The fans are slowly getting louder and louder and louder. There's about, there's about. 45 seconds left and they, the puck gets sent out and there's a massive roar because we finally realized we, we did it. And then they, you know, they come back in and they try to shoot one on net. I think there's a whistle with 30 seconds left and we're all looking up and down the bench. And I said, I'm like, you're all champs boys. And someone on the bench goes, we're not done yet. <laughs> 30 seconds left. We got two goal lead. Come yeah. on, <laughs> oh, thank goodness and, you wanted uh, it. You, thank goodness yeah, you finished the job. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I was on the bench when, when the final horn went off and I jumped the bench and I threw my gloves up. I hit the jumbotron, tried to hit my helmet on the jumbotron. Um, maybe try, try to touch the rafters. You know, <laughs> it was just so cool. My legs were so tired after jumping up and down. <laughs> Where were you on the dog pile then too? Were you in the, were you close to the bottom? Like, yeah, it's, you know, you could get hurt. I was in there. I, I was, I was in there. Uh, in the, I was kind of, I would say I was, I wasn't too deep in the dog pile. I'm a smaller guy. I could eat in there. The big yeah. dogs got eaten. So I was kind of, I was like in the second layer on the outside. That's awesome. great. That's yeah. great. So, so what, uh, after you celebrate and, and the crazy thing about championships at the minor league level is those guys move out in a matter of days. So, mm -hmm. and, and as often as the case, no matter where you win, um, that's the only time you're going to play with these guys mm -hmm. uh, as, as a group. So what's, what's next? Well, how do you, how do you spend the rest of your summer and the rest, the rest of what's mm -hmm. next for you? Mm -hmm. We have uh, we got a big, a big team dinner tonight, kind of like, you know, the last supper. Um, 
with all the guys here before everyone heads out. And um, then I'm going to come back to Milwaukee. I'm going to help uh, Matt Donovan uh, run the run the kids camps there at uh, university school. Uh, I'm going to train up there with Steve Becker. Guy has been helping me out for many years, um, get me uh, to where I need to be to help me accomplish my goals and um, just get right back to the grind because at the end of the day, my goal is to, is to be a Stanley cup champion. And this, this just helped me get there. This helped me with more experience, get there. So I'm still chasing that Stanley cup and I'm not going to lose focus of that. So it's, it's going to, going to go up and get back to work. That's awesome. That's awesome. Charlie, anything else? I got nothing else. Zach, congratulations. Great to see you. Uh, And we hope to see you uh, around town this summer. Absolutely. I definitely, definitely will. All right, we're down at the rinks. Stop in, bring that baby of yours in too. I will. I will. We'll go for a walk right by. Yeah, perfect. Hang hang on the line before we hang and wrap up here. But I just want to say that's uh, thanks. That's uh, Kelly Cup champion Zach Solo. Thanks for listening to this Milwaukee Admirals podcast.